so this morning i do have a word from the lord i believe it is from the lord but i believe before we just go there i wanted to give you a small joke this was a, a couple who came for counseling to a counselor and the counselor gave an advice to this married couple who have some rough patches you know and they need some help so this counselor gave some suggestions to the man especially how to ask questions and so there are three levels one is a dangerous question another one is a safer question and kiranthi is already taking notes another one is a safest question okay patrick you are taking notes for the future use okay so about dinner the dangerous question is what's for dinner the safer question is can i help you with dinner the safest is where would you like to go for dinner amen stephen is saying amen about clothes okay this is about clothes dangerous is are you wearing that safer is wow you sure look good in brown safest is wow look at you baby okay about money dangerous question is what are you so worked out about safer could we be overacting overreacting safest is here is my credit card about food dieting this is very careful okay pay attention dangerous should you be eating that safer you know there is a lot of apples left in the fridge safest is can i get you a piece of chocolate with that what you're eating and about that day dangerous is what did you do all day safer is i hope you didn't overdo it today safer is i always loved you in that nighty <laughs> anyway okay lift up your bible say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will speak this morning when you speak i pray that you will always uh, produce fruit and the eternal fruit is christ is formed in us and that's what you are after us and this morning i pray that uh, i will be just a useful servant that delivers your word and the rest is all you take control and you will be glorified and i pray for sensitive hearts and minds right now it may be a little bit challenging to hear for some but they won't snooze off or they just don't flip the channel but they will hear what you have to say and you will take hold of them and they will be completely surrender their life so that christ will take the throne that deserved to be taken in their hearts and minds so we thank you in jesus name amen So this morning I want to talk to you uh, the title is when I heard these things when I heard these things and the topic is uh, mainly about what we all hear things right from the morning to evening we hear things through media we hear things through our friends through relatives through cousins through coworkers through family members and uh, even we hear things in our own mind thoughts keeps bombarding us and we drive we turn the radio on we hear things when we walk into our office we hear things when we hear things what do we do with that and that's what a person in the book of uh, nehemia the guy called nehemia and many people believe nehemia and the book of ezra was written by the same author who wrote the chronicles also but nehemia basically the word nehemia means yahweh comforts god who comforts and he actually wrote it's in verse 4 but before we jump into the verse 4 uh, you need to know every verse every text 
text as a context if you take a text out of context you have a, a messed up theology and that's what we prefer not to do here in papa's house so we are not just going to read the one verse we're going to read the entire chapter don't freak out this is not psalm 119 so this is just nehemiah 1 it's got only 11 verses nehemiah 1 11 verses and i have up on the screen kirandi is going to read and up in the screen but it's an expanded bible so it's all in brackets few verses so i want you to do a, yourself a favor go and meditate this on an expanded bible because it gives you some cultural understanding or also some historical background and it gives you some heartbeat of what nehemiah is actually going through in the midst of his own crisis like what we are going through you know he had his own crisis we will come back to that in a minute kranti go ahead and read these are the words of nehemiah son of hakaliah in the month of kislev in the 20th year I Nehemiah was in the capital city of Susa one of my brothers named Hanani came with some other men from Judah I asked them about Jerusalem and the Jewish people who lived through the captivity they answered me those who are left from the captivity are in much trouble and are full of shame the wall around Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned When I heard these things I sat down and cried for several days I was sad and fasted I prayed to God of heaven Lord God of heaven you are the great God who is to be respected you are loyal and you keep your agreement with those who love you and obey your commands look and listen carefully hear the prayer that i your servant am praying to you day and night for your servants the israelites i confess the sins we israelites have done against you my father's family and i have sinned against you we have been wicked towards you and have not obeyed the commands rules and laws you gave your servant moses remember what you taught your servant moses saying if you are unfaithful i will scatter you among the nations but if you return to me and obey my commands i will gather your people from the far ends of the earth and i will bring them from there to where i have chosen to be worshiped they are your servants and your people whom you have saved with your great strength and power lord listen carefully to the prayer of your servant and the prayers of your servants who love to honor you give me your servant success today allow this king show kindness to me i was the one who served wine to the king all right so there are a few things here you need to understand it very very clearly because if you take a verse out of a context and you can i think you can even manipulate that verse for your own benefit but if you look at it from the context it actually makes perfect sense what the spirit of the lord is trying to say remember this bible is written over 1500 years period of uh, uh, and it is has three different languages hebrew aramic and greek by over 40 different writers from various cultures but it has got only one author his name is holy spirit 
Yes, and this Holy Spirit actually doing something here in verse 4. If you look at it, when I heard these things, I sat down and I cried for several days. I was sad and fasted and I prayed to the God of heaven. And this blue brackets you might see, those are the emphasis of what's going on inside. For example, it gives you an idea of if you took at verse 4 in the month of Kislev, late autumn, the 20th year, the reign of King Ahasuerus, uh, and that's happening almost 500 years before Jesus was born. And the word Nehemiah means Yahweh comforts, and he was a cup bearer. You know what is a cup bearer? It's actually it's like a bar attendant. I don't know, before your BC time, you went to bar, and this uh, cup bearers had this guy is not just a bar attendant, he's a cupbearer. He has to taste the wine because before king tasted, he has to taste it and he has to make sure it is tasty, healthy and non-toxic. So imagine this cupbearer responsibility. It's a humongous responsibility but also a privileged responsibility because he get to try the best choice wine. So that's a it's like a catch 22 you you your life is going to be ending if you if somebody mixed a toxic thing inside the wine uh, king is not going to die because first you are the one who tried it but also you get to try one of the best things it's like working in white house cooking for president trump i mean i don't know i heard that he eats mcdonald's french fries but we don't know he might eat more than that but this is the point that you come to a point where <clears throat> you come to a point where you, you are cooking to the most important person and you have this uh, precious time to even enjoy yourself. But the Bible says, when I heard this, I was sad and I wept. And the next chapter, we are not have time to look at all those chapters, but the next chapter, King looked at him and said, your countenance has changed. That means your face has changed. Something is wrong. Tell me what's going on. But this, in the midst of all this, Nehemiah is going through in the, in the crisis, uh, you know, and the, the, the children of Israel messed up really bad. Now the Israel has divided into two kingdoms, Israel and then the Judah. Judah has only the tribe of Judah and then the rest of the 11 tribes were Israel and they were divided into north and the south and the lineage of David has uh, taken the south kingdom. The lineage of uh, the Jeroboam has turned, Rehoboam actually turned into the lineage of northern kingdom and it's messed up 27 kings. One of them was famous was Ahab and all of them was messed up and finally all of them was taken as captives the modern day Iraq and Iran they've been as captives there and they are now in the Persian kingdom as slaves and captivities and there were some remnant of Jews in Jerusalem and Nehemiah was a cupbearer and he heard the news what's going around there and you know the news when he heard that he prayed and fasted. But then God used him to build a wall in 52 days. And you all know the story. And out Sanabalt and Tobiath came, opposed him. And they even invited him to a town called Ono. It's God is so humorous, no? And Nehemiah said, I'm not going to go there because uh, that's a oh no town. I'm building a great thing for the Lord. And so many beautiful things happened. But just before all those things happened, when he heard this, this is what Nehemiah did. And that's what we're going to be doing. You know, in the midst of all this crisis, 
Don't run after people. Don't run after solutions. Don't run after opinions of people. He, what Nehemiah did is what we're going to do also. Because the cases are going up. Crisis is going up. There is no end. You can see at the end of the tunnel. No light at the end of the tunnel. And there's so much questions of wondering what's happening and all those things. But we're going to apply what Nehemiah did. The Nehemiah principle. Verse 4. This is what in the next screen it says. When I heard these things, Nehemiah did five things. First, he sat down. Number two, he wept. Number three, he mourned. Number four, he fasted. Number five, he prayed. Say this after me. He sat down. He sat down. He wept. He wept. He moaned. He moaned. He fasted. He fasted. And he prayed. He prayed. Okay, let's unlock this five statements. Sat down. What is sat down? He took time to wind down in the midst of chaos. I think it's important that you take time to wind down in the midst of all the chaos. You may have so many opinions coming around bombarding you and you know what you do? You take time to just calm down and just in the midst of chaos, just sit down. Every evening I would like to propose you, this is what I want to come back from work don't immediately turn your internet and, and just keep your mind idle. Just rest. Grab a cup of coffee or a tea, whatsoever your favorite drink. Uh, it is uh, not Kingfisher. Um, just want to make it clear. You know, God called you to, uh, the King of Glory called you to be the fishers of men. Amen. <clears throat> anyway, but, but sit down, slow down, relax. Take a, you know, my wife likes this tea called Earl Grey tea. That's something that she uses. And, uh, and she takes around five in the evening. She sits outside, look at the trees and the birds chirping. And you come down from work, slow down, sit down, take time to wind down, to process. Number two, wept. Crying and letting your feelings known to God is actually healthy. You know, many times we are told, I was born in a Tamil culture and, uh, I, you know, that means the real Tamilian will never cry. That means the one who has a moustache will never cry. And, uh, and, and, and that's such a lie from the pits of hell. You know, it's good to cry. You know, you had a bad day from work. It's good to vent out to God and say, God, it's horrible. And what's I'm hearing the news, cry, cry out to God, moan. The next, the third thing, he moaned, inviting God into your sadness, pain, hurt, disappointments, brings healing. You know, and Rick Warren says this, complain to God is actually a form of worship, but complain about God is sin. Let me say this again. Complain to God is actually a form of worship. But complain about God is sin. So complain to God. You know, say to God, God, I am so tired of my boss. I am so tired of what's going around. The colleagues who smile nicely and say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But then they go and stab me at the back. The betrayal, this regionalism. Malayalis one side, Tamilwalas one side, Telugu guys one side, Northeast one side. And then I am in the middle. I don't know what to do. I am like a fish out of bubble. This regionalism, this chaotic politics around me this sense of I thought I am serving in a Christian institution nothing of Christ I see this 
Mourn to God. Share your pain to God. Mourn, you know, and then fast it. This is what, this is where we're going to focus on. Because all these three, we do it regularly. I, I believe if you're not doing it, you know, you should be doing it. But fast it, though it doesn't change God. This is what I wrote down. Though fasting doesn't change God, it sure changes us, gives us new perspective. Fasting is not to appear spiritual and manipulate Papa God into our own ways. We never do fasting to appear spiritual. That's why the Bible says Jesus actually when he confronted the Pharisees, he said, you hypocrites, when you fast, you kind of show your oily face and you kind of say, oh man, look at me, I'm fasting. No, no, no. When you fast, it's not for a spiritual manipulation. It's not for you to appear to people, look at brother, I'm fasting. No, no, no. It is for you to humble yourself so that God can speak to us. Amen. And then Nehemiah did. He prayed. This is what he did for several days before God gave him a strategy to go. And God gave a favor. The Bible says, he said, God grant me success. And God gave him success. Even a, a pagan king paid money to build the wall of the king of glory's people. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? And then he prayed, not only take talking to God, but also actively listening, meditating on his promises. And he didn't pray, these people, these, uh, you know, God-forsaken people. He took actually his people, he took responsibility and he prayed, God, this is, I really need uh, your help for my people. And that's what we will be doing now. So what I wanted to propose to you, this is actually a teaching preaching but also a word of encouragement but also a suggestion as a family for papa's house what we are praying and looking forward for the next 14 to 21 days i'm going to call my wife later part of the sermon we're going to take communion and we are actually praying about taking communion every week because acts book if you read every time when the believers meet they break bread so if you never prepared it i'm sorry for not letting you know you can quickly run to the kitchen grab a juice and a bread and we're going to break bread and every single week we're going to break bread and that's an announcement i i wanted to make and what we're going to do is we're going to take next 14 to 21 days we're going to set aside a particular time and fast maybe you fast breakfast or you fast lunch or you fast dinner or you fast the whole day or you do a partial fast, or you do a long fast. I want, if you consider Papa's house is your family church, I want you to really take part. The Bible says, even in the book of Esther, everybody fasted. Even you can fast, you know, even your, your pets, Barker can fast, or Cooper can fast. Don't feed the Cooper for a, a day or a Barker. I don't know. Just, just let us humble before the presence of God. Let us go before the Lord and that's what we're going to do. And my, 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 my lovely wife is going to send you kind of like a chart where you can fill your name. And uh, I'm fasting this morning, I'm fasting this day, you know. And you can fill in so that you can all, we can all come together for the next 14 to 21 days. You know, at least 14, but we're going to do 21 days. So I want to encourage you to do this. How are we going to do that? I wrote down here seven things we're going to be doing that. Seven ways of fasting. The first one, we're going to humble ourselves 
before the lord we're going to humble ourselves that's what we're going to do we know that's what nehemiah did when he heard the news he sat down he wept he moaned he prayed and he fasted and he humbled himself he said lord forgive my people you know and he took responsibility look at this verse verse 6 look and listen carefully hear the prayer of your servant i'm praying to you day and night your servant i confess the sins we israelites are dead he didn't say these israelites have dead he said we israelites have dead and that's what we're going to do we humble ourselves we're going to humble ourselves say god i humble myself on behalf of my nation behalf of my city behalf of my state where i'm living behalf of my district i humble myself before the lord number 2 he took responsibility for the sins of the land he didn't say this god forsaken people he said he took responsibility i want you to take responsibility say god i'm sorry for what he did we allowed corruption in the church we allowed bribe in the church we allowed uh, we allowed you know we we allowed lust in the church you know we rejected people who are adulterers and divorcees but we allowed people who are fornicators who sleeps around with their boyfriends and girlfriends who messes around with pornography and lust we kind of tolerated those things we only we sin we only judge someone who sins differently than us you know we allowed anger and gluttony but then we don't allow drunkard people in the church you know the sin is sin in the eyes of god he doesn't have this white sins you know white lies you know people say this in you know, small sin big sin sin is sin period that's it he took responsibility for the sins of the land that's what we're going to do number 3 repent for any sins the lord is convicting you personally and corporately personally maybe you messed up in your thought life maybe you messed up with your family you may be successful outside but inside you are not successful in your family maybe i don't know whatever the lord keep on telling telling me your greatest success is not your ministry your greatest success is your family amen amen david was a successful person but he was a messed up person in the family he wrote so many psalms he wrote so many books he won so many wars but there is not even one phrase you can read in the bible you do a research not one phrase he remembers something good about his family nothing not one psalm he wrote about his children not one psalm he had so many wives he had he had tons of wives and concubines and his son actually took it on steroids level and there was not one psalm devoted for his wife why he messed up completely in his home that i mean we don't have time to talk about it i will come to that if the lord leads uh, particularly talking about don't mess like david you know and that's exactly we need to take responsibility corporately and also individually number 4 receive his generous loving forgiveness and that's important it's important that you fast you humble yourself you take responsibility you repent and you receive his generous forgiveness and number 5 you intercede for the things he put in your heart the nudgings and the promptings of the lord you know sometimes when you are driving suddenly god gives you a thought about some person that you have never had contact with for a long period of time what is that this is the holy spirit that's speaking to you you call them and say how are you doing how are you praying sometimes god puts us random people in my mind i write to them either in facebook or in whatsapp i call them and i ask them and then boom they tell one news and and then i started praying for them 
because it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore those things. Number six, declare his promises over you and your family, over city, and over your nation. It's very important that you do this. So these are the things that Nehemiah did. No only he repented, he took responsibility, he prayed, and he fasted. Now he's saying, God, if we turn to you, you remember, you told us you will gather us. Do us, Lord. We declare your promises. What are the promises God gave? You know, write down those things. Make a printout of this. Laminate it. Put it at the, you know, at the kitchen table or, or on the fridge or on the bathroom mirror. Somewhere you can look at it. One of the promises God gave me was ask of me I will give you the nations as your inheritance when I never left outside anywhere God gave me this promise and God took me to more than 100 countries to preach the gospel why I'm telling you this because his promises never fail Amen. There is a scripture in the Bible. I think it's 2 Timothy 2.13 or 3.13. I'm not sure. It says this. God is not like man who lies. Amen. How many of you lied? <laughs> okay. 80%. The rest are liars. Not rising up. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. God is not like a person who lies. You know, and this is the thing. Whatever that God puts in your heart, pray and declare his promises. And last but not the least, this is the seventh one. Praise him for his awesome faithfulness. That's what we sang the song. Great is his faithfulness. His promises are yes and amen. Praise him. And that's the two things. Praise and worship. Worship him for his holiness, who he is. Praise him for what he has done. That's God, I thank you. In the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all these things going around, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful how you provided. You've been so faithful how you protected. You've been so faithful how you, your hand is upon me. You've been so faithful how you defended me. Amen? Amen. I want to give you practical things. We have a few minutes to wrap this sermon. I want to give you some practical points, some points to pray and intercede for. And I took the city of Chennai as an example because we live in Tamil Nadu and we need to pray for our state and not because I'm Tamilian I'm saying this because we live in this state we need to pray and we also need to pray for our capital city Chennai and I wrote down here 10 points we can pray for so you can take a picture of it or you can pray these are 10 simple things but very complicated issues you know there are 660,000 domestic workers some of them, most of them don't have a job because people don't want to hire them in their homes because they think they're going to be the carriers of COVID-19 and they are without job and most of them live in slums or in even pathetic conditions. 660,000, that's 6,60,000 domestic workers. You know, in a city of 11 million people, only 14 government hospitals are there, but there are 3,500 private hospitals. That's nuts. That's really nuts. If you go to any city like Madrid or Barcelona, Barcelona is a city of 5 million people. That's, there are, I don't know the numbers, I didn't do the research, but the private hospitals are less, the government hospitals are more because the country that cares for people, the country that thinks this, the taxpayers' money has to be spent on the people's welfare, the roads, the healthcare, and the education, and the sanitation. Look at our city. 
only 14 government hospitals and 3,500 private clinics. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to do something. There must be a transformation. Just don't pray, God, give me a green card, you know, promote me to Canada. Don't, you know, just pray that God transform this. William Carey, he prayed for a transformation. He started working towards it. You know, William Wilberforce, C.T. Stad. The list goes on and on. Mother Teresa, Pandita Ramabai, a Brahmin convert. In those days, a woman cannot be even a voice. And God used her to be a transformation. 40,000 sex workers are there in the city of Chennai alone. 40,000. Think about the pimps around that and how many of them are right now suffering because of all this lockdown challenges without food and some of them are even forced to go and have this job because of the crisis. 1,50,000 people are homeless. In the city of Vellur, not even a thousand people are homeless. But in a city of Chennai, 1,50,000, 150,000 people are homeless in the city of uh, Chennai. 51% of them who live in Chennai live in rented place. Call your friend who live in Chennai and ask them, do you have your own house or rented house? Call 10 people of your friends, 5 of them I believe will say they all live in rented house. This is the reality. And some of the rent are so skyrocketing. You know, can I tell you something? You can buy a beautiful villa in Barcelona or nearby in any other European countries. Then you can pay. With that money, you will not be able to even buy a 800 or 900 square feet apartment on a 10th floor in a downtown Chennai. It's so expensive. It's true. It's so ridiculous. That's the crisis. This economic injustice, this blown up prices. You know, those who have property, they will say, oh, it's grown up, gone up. But who, it's a bubble that's, that's, that's not even, it's based out of greed. We need to pray that God will come through in those areas. You know, 40% of girls, this is the saddest one, 40% of girls who live in Chennai from age of 11 to 15 are sexually arrested. This is reported one. Unreported, you know how many of them. 40% of them who goes to school from the age of 11 to 15. I have a beautiful girl, baby daughter with me. And I'm praying. That's why you need to pray for your children. You need to pray for your nation, your city. Look at this next one. Every year, 15,000 unmarried girls get abortion. In a city, in a country where abortion is illegal... You will go to prison. Look what's going around here. 15,000 unmarried girls. These are reported one. Okay. Now, number eight. Cast in the churches to be abolished. You know how challenging it is. That's why Nehemiah said, Lord, we sinned. We sinned. But we need to cry out to God. God, how many times I looked at caste. You know, maybe you the caste we talked about on Thursday. Maybe you are not castes or racist like out front. But you are bigotry. You are insensitive. You know, we all make this Sardarji jokes as an Indian. And I repented and I know as I am telling you now, I know so many of them are coming up. You know, that's insensitive. It's like a bigotry comment. And I want to challenge you. One day, this Sardarji is part of the reason why Sardarjis are not coming to know the Lord is because we Christians still have this insensitive jokes about it. And Jesus never made any racial jokes. Hello? 
This is important thing and I am not saying I am pure from this, I am guilty of it like you. So I want to challenge you that we will humble ourselves and repent and we will move forward. You know corruption in the body of Christ to be eradicated. So many churches are corrupted inside, bribe and all those nonsense. And last but not the least, cinema industry to encounter Yeshua and to be transformed. You know, right now Amazon took over the Bollywood and the Kollywood and the Tollywood and the Hollywood and all those woods and the movies are being released. How many of the movie, you know, heroes and heroines are addicted? Recently, the guy who acted on Dhoni movie, you know, the, the PK movie, Sushant Singh Rajput. I, I watched only one of his movie, the PK. And, but this, this guy, a wonderful actor, people just, he just lost his life. Depression is serious. You know, people are going through serious... And, and somebody said he lost six movies in six months. Seven movies or seven movies in six months was a flop for him. He could not handle it. You know, so many people are going through so many challenges. They need to encounter. Don't demonize Bollywood. Don't demonize Kollywood, Tollywood, all the woods. Don't demonize cinema industry. Pray that the king of glory will come in that place. Amen. Imagination is actually from God. God gave that imagination capacity. But we took the, the church took the back seat. Now the enemy is taking over. Now we need to cry out to God. God, restore them. Have you watched your favorite you know, movie star? Have you ever prayed for them? Have you ever said, God, I want to see your glory touches this person. I'm praying for big B, small B, big C, big A, B, C, all those alphabets I'm praying that the king of glory will meet them. Amen? Amen. Church, why don't we do this? Next 14 days, minimum 21 days as a family, take some time corporately, will humble ourselves just like what Nehemiah did. And you read the book of Nehemiah, it's so beautiful. He fasted but then he stood out in faith and the Lord gave him favor and the end of the chapter you will see the favor of the Lord came, the city walls was built and he became the governor. The city was once ruined. God used this person to become a governor. I want you to take your bread and, and wine. Please come here, Kiranti, or somebody help me. We're going to take some time and we're going to break bread and ask the Holy Spirit to give us the high mindset. You know, every time in the early church when they gathered together, and you may be wondering, man, I wanted to take communion once a month. What is this every week? You know, as a family, we do every day. Every day we do this to remember what Christ has done. Because this is the reality of what Jesus did. You know, this has been reduced to liturgy. And we want to take some time to remember. Every time when the early church gathered together, they didn't come together for guest speaker. You know, second year anniversary, we had Benny Prasad coming. I think it was first year anniversary, right? First year. Second year, we gathered together and we had chicken biryani. First year, Benny Prasad. And I tell you guys, the whole of CMC was there. And the next week, the whole of CMC was not there. It was me and my household. You know, people come because of, you know, a popular person. 
and uh, even we had a group a core group people who came who were there in the beginning of the church and they were there and the next week they didn't come a call i got a call and i don't know what call they had but you know everybody had a call call you know i don't know what call but this is the thing the early church never came gathered together for a guest speaker they came together because they wanted to break bread because they wanted to remember what christ has done church if we come for people if we come for the smoke mission in the worship time if we come for a nice worship music that's going to entertain us thrill our minds and emotions tinkle us and 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 bring us some kind of feeling goosebumps we miss the point of the church the church gathered to break the bread this is the finished work when jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said this is my body he didn't say this is like my body he said this is my body it talks about the finished work of jesus on the cross and i want you to break bread and i want you to take a moment and say god thank you for broken your brokenness your brokenness the word chabar the brokenness of yours you know who can take part in this the one who believe that christ one who received christ in your heart one who believe that jesus paid the price everyone can take part in this everyone who was born again can take part in this because why we say ones who are born again can take part and those who are not born again cannot take part because this one is not a magic because when you are born again what happens you understand this body paid the price for my sins this blood washed my sins that's what it romans 10:19 says with the mouth you confess resulting in righteousness with the heart you believe resulting in salvation then you take part and you say thank you my brokenness whatever your brokenness right now it is physical spiritual mental economical material whatever it is my brokenness is restored in your brokenness my blood does not set me free your blood has set me free washed me come on church share this bread and let's take part it thank you jesus thank you father